Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone. Today's show is brought to you in part by the Election Ride Home podcast. I want to tell you about a great podcast. It's called The Election Ride Home. Someone is going to challenge Donald Trump for the White House, and The Election Ride Home is a podcast dedicated to figuring out who that someone, or maybe even multiple someones, will end up being. Every day at 5 p.m. Eastern, veteran journalist and This American Life contributor Chris Higgins catches you up on what happened on the campaign trail. Who's up? Who's down? What issues are getting traction? What do the polls say? It's a 15 to 20 minute show that keeps track of all the latest and summarizes it so you don't have to be nervously refreshing your web browser 12 times a day like I do, except I do it a thousand times a day. So if you want to catch up on what you've missed on your way home, search your podcast app and subscribe to the Election Ride Home podcast. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. It's the impeachment town hall. And appearing tonight live via astral projection is Marianne Williamson. <laughs> Konnichiwa, girlfriend. Here's how I will impeach Donald Trump. I will trap his soul inside this crystal, which I should warn you is also a yoni egg. So this election vote for magic. Good morning. Uh, yeah, my question is for Senator Sanders. Uh, the Democrats said they're going forward with impeachment quickly, but do you have the patience to see that through? Patience? Don't talk to me about patience. It takes me 40 minutes to figure out how to turn on the TV. Every single time. If I accidentally hit input, that's a whole day. Vice President Biden, do you have a response? The year is 1962. I'm lifeguarding and who walks in but Corn Pop? And he's carrying a switchblade next to a kid named Drumstick wearing brass knuckles. Again, I'm not going to say the races of the kids, but from the nicknames and the types of weapons, you should be able to fill in the blanks. Mr. Vice President. Uh, okay, sorry. Anyway, long story short, Barack. That corn pop in your story was me. And those are our choices, America. Good luck. We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. The Bob Seska Show. <laughs> uh, that was kind of a home run, wasn't it? 
From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, Rocktober 1, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Go there, buy lots of soap. It's the greatest soup in the universe. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 985 of the Trump crisis. Day 7 of the impeachment of Donald Trump. 399 days until the 2020 presidential election. And oh, look, it's my good friend Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. Hey, hey. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Hello. Uh, thanks thanks for the play date. Uh, <laughs> Bob. Yes. Bob, you look you look good. I see you finally got the uh, the Moscow Mitch t-shirt that I sent you. Yes, I did. I love it so much. Thank you. Good. I appreciate that. Now we have to do is figure out our Civil War uniforms. <laughs> sure. Sure. Working on it. Well, on it. You, and I, you and I were just in the green room uh, <laughs> re- reminiscing about the simpler times uh, yeah. when, when our biggest concern was, how do you pronounce these Russian names? Remember? <laughs> Those were I those know. were the good old days, weren't the good they? Old days, yes, yes. So wistful. So I've been reading. I've been reading a great new book this week. It's called uh, "The Last Days of Pompeo." Right. Sure, so I love you that. May book. or may not find that in your library. <laughs> I've learned. I have learned so much, though. Reading and everything. I've learned so much in these three years of writing about Trump. I mean. Uh-huh. Who knew that Skullduggery only has one L? Oh, I did not. Me neither. I did I, not see that Skullduggery. Uh, but these are uh, seriously troubled times. I, I'll give you an example. Sure. Think Things were going just fine for Bob and me uh, until somebody released a transcript of last week's show. <laughs> then, then things just went off the rails. And All that's, right. It's it. My, my greeting for this week. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Without any further ado, let's do this. Uh-huh. Plenty of ado. Yeah, Ukraine. If you have any doubt, it's gonna take him out. Ukraine. <laughs> Rocky Mountain Mike. I love this so much. Don't forget this fact. He's just a lying sack. Ukraine. Fuck him. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. He just lies. He just lies. He just lies. Ukraine. Oh my God. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Yes. You know, you texted me last week and you said, uh, you know, we gotta gotta watch this carefully. Gotta make sure yes. we uh, keep track of all this stuff. But but now's when the fun begins. The fun part, I right? Think so. I think so. Yeah, it certainly certainly feels like things have picked up momentum, haven't they? Yeah, just a, <laughs> just a little bit. The cracks are uh, quickly developing, rapidly and, working and their widening. way across. Yeah, 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 yeah appearing and widening. And uh, this, uh, we, in fact, we just had some breaking news as we were going on the air. Oh. As you may or may not know, there, there's another whistleblower. This one concerning Trump's taxes. Uh, yes. A civil servant says somebody's been monkeying with the the uh, uh, traditional audit of uh-huh. the president's uh, taxes. Yeah. And uh, uh, to the alarm of this individual, they've, they've blown the whistle on it. Well, there's been a new development today, just before we went on the air, from the New York Times. The son of a dead Deutsche Bank executive, armed with a trove of files, is quietly helping U.S. officials investigate the bank and President Trump. Oh, my God. Fuck so, again, I, again, that's the son of a dead uh, Deutsche Bank, uh, the, one of their executives, now dead. His son uh, apparently has all of dad's files and is using those files to help uh, federal officials investigate both Deutsche Bank and the president. See, I thought you were setting up a new obscenity. The no. Son, the son of a dead no. Deutsche Bank. No, <laughs> no. Son but of a bitch instead of son of a bitch. We're, we're going I, with son of a dead Deutsche Bank. 
no, but don't mention that to Rocky Mountain Mike or he'll reject it as an idea. So <laughs> Fuck him. He doesn't, doesn't care for submissions. I know. Rocky Mountain yeah. Mike doesn't take requests, but that's one of the no, reasons I love him so doesn't, much. Doesn't, doesn't need to. Doesn't need to. He's, he's earned his place and he does great work. Well, you know, it really boils entirely down to these three things, Buzz. This is, I've kind of summarized okay. everything we've been observing oh, in the past couple of weeks into good. these I, three. I asked. Yeah. I asked that you do that. Yeah. I said summarize. Right. So here, here we go. This is as simple as it gets. I mean, num- that's what we need. Number one, Biff tried to rig the election. There's, there's the first one. Number two. Wh- which one? Well, Sorry. we're just going to gather them all into one big election. Okay. Uh, right. Number two, Biff tried to cover it up. Yeah. And uh, number three, Biff is weak, corrupt, and unworthy of the office. So that's... Well, all of those things are true. That's, that's see, that's um, now if you actually take all of this crap and you narrow it down to three concise things, it's got to come down to that. I mean, we have to recall that ultimately this is about Donald Trump rigging the election, uh, not only the coming up 2020 election, but he's also right. backtracking to 2016, too. And the one thing that's on the tip of my tongue and has been uh-huh. for the last couple of weeks is okay. none of this would be happening. If Trump didn't think that he was profoundly weak going into this election, I mean, this is all a sign of inherent weakness. Not only the Republican Party canceling a bunch of state uh, primaries on the Republican side, showing immense weakness. That's the Republican Party saying, we're not sure this guy can survive a primary. So we're just going to rig this up a little bit for him to boost him up. It's another booster seat for little baby Biff. But on top of all that, I mean, the reason Donald Trump is going through these extreme measures Uh by breaking the law and uh, all the rest of everything we're going to talk about today it just he just doesn't think he can win on the level and this is a a, a really exposing donald trump as being not the alpha male that everyone says the alpha dog that everyone considers donald trump to be he is a whiny diaper baby who is suffering from immense inferiority complex i mean he is i try not to analyze his psychology but the only thing that we can take away from all of this on top of him being a a criminal is the fact that he is just a weak incumbent. I, I, I agree with everything you've said. I think everything you've said is correct. I think, though, the message we should be focused on, I mean, this is these are what you've just listed are joys we can share among ourselves. Yeah, sure, but what, sure. But, but, but I think what we need to focus on uh, publicly is uh, what the, the crime that's been committed here, the use of taxpayer dollars yes. as a bribe uh, to get a foreign country, that's illegal, to uh, assist in uh, a political campaign, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it and and to do so at the expense of American foreign policy, which is a risk to national security. This is a pretty simple message that most Americans can grasp, and I think that's the message that we need to keep driving home. Yeah. If we expect to convince the middle. Uh, who will be key in this, and uh, who are already looking good? But that, that's how we—that's how we win the middle on this. And winning the middle is the only way to go when it comes to uh, prosecuting Trump. It's a good-looking middle, excellent yeah, middle. Yes. When you, whenever you see the middle <laughs> yeah. naked man, you'll—you'll you'll be completely vindicated in that opinion. Well, sure. they've, they've been doing their crunches, and uh, the middle looks good. <laughs> uh, so, uh, where do we begin here? Trump told Lavrov and Kislyak in the Oval Office. That it's okay to attack our elections. We'll, we might as well just start there. We'll backtrack oh, all the way back yeah. to that uh, that event where not only did uh, did this occur, where Donald uh-huh. Trump is uh, spilling the beans saying, hey, look, y- you did it the first time around. Feel free to keep attacking us, which to me is yes. the 
definition of treason right then and there. I mean, it would seem so. He, he's unconcerned. I, I, there's been a lot of people have been throwing around the word treason quite a lot, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm starting to have a, a real problem with that. Uh, are these acts uh, treason-like or traitorous, you know, tra- traitor-like? Yes, absolutely. But they, they do not fit the legal definition of treason. And, and Trump's been throwing it against the whistleblower, and his claim is false. And those who have accused Trump of, of treason, even though he has betrayed this country, he did not do so in a time of war. Uh, and and uh, that is part of the legal definition of of treason. So yeah. I, I but but betray the country. Let's use that because that's absolutely true. He betrayed the country and broke the law in a serious fashion in doing that. Sure, sure. I, I think where I'm getting treason is I I don't know. There's no actual colloquial. De- well, it's yeah. more colloquial. It's more of a uh, the fact that uh, while this isn't a declared war. Russia is clearly yeah. uh, attacking the United States using cyber weapons oh, uh, and, agreed, and agreed, digital weapons agreed. to manipulate but, our election system. And and when Donald Trump says, please keep attacking us, he's basically right. saying, yeah, those uh, those howitzers and those big guns and the nukes that you're using, please keep going because it's working out really, really well for me. <laughs> you but, know, so yeah. I feel like that's a little bit of a turncoat oh, sure. right there. It's right? a betrayal. It's a, it's yeah. a turncoat. Yeah. It's a betrayal. We can, there are other words we can apply to that. It does not fit because... Because the U.S. has not declared war clearly That's true. On, on Russia, Good point. Uh, the, the definition doesn't apply. Well, so as far as I'm concerned, this begins an entire series of horrendous things that, uh, once again, by themselves... Uh, would destroy any presidency. The fact that Donald Trump is still oh. president today and hasn't resigned yet is not only an indication of his delusional tenacity, mm. but it's also an indication that he thinks, uh, and of course, facing the pussy tape back in 2016 uh, or anything else that's happened since then, he feels as if he, if he just rides it out, then sure. he's going to be okay. He's not going to have anything to worry about. If I just well. stick it out, you know... Which is what, I mean, it's, it's, it's this thing. It's part of Trumpism now that, in fact, right. Ralph Northam and Justin Fairfax, uh, two Democrats in Virginia, have actually taken advantage of. If you just hunker down and if you don't say anything for a little bit, uh, the American public is going to forget about exactly what you've done wrong. And I get the sense that that's kind of one of Trump's things. And that's sort of what he's been oh, doing I don't, all along. I don't, I don't think he can hold his tongue on any subject. Yeah. Uh, you know, in fact, I think... I think what what is it, the other day tweeted forty five times in fifteen hours. Yeah, uh, the, the man's off the rails at this mm-hmm. point, and there's no holding him in. There are no more adults in the room. Uh, he's he's his own guy now. He has a, a chief of staff who who doesn't do anything uh, to you know to keep Trump on the tracks. Yeah. So uh, you know he's just spun out on that. Uh, good good luck to him. I don't, I don't think it's going to work. I think yeah. I think w- what you just said is true. We now have a clear and simple reason to remove him from office. Mm-hmm. A, a criminal reason that's easy for Americans to digest without yeah. having to learn all those annoying Russian names. Just really one uh, one key uh, Ukrainian name. Uh, Zelensky. There's another angle to all of this, and the angles keep developing and developing as we go. But uh, Bill Barr, I mean, this is to me, this is just the same as Donald Trump telling oh Russia, please keep attacking us. But Bill Barr goes to other nations, goes to meet with other foreign leaders and says, hey, you know, we've got this intelligence community over there. We've got this deep state thing that Fox News is telling us all about. You know, why don't you take your intelligence agencies and investigate our intelligence agencies because... Right. 
who the fuck cares anymore? Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. Once again, this is the party buzz that for eight years under George W. Bush lectured the Democrats about being unpatriotic. And now yeah, we're in all. this. Right. But now yeah. we're in this place. That's uh, all forgotten now. Abs 100 percent forgotten. Right. This is this is a new era. This is a different era. What happened then really doesn't count, I don't think, in this situation. Uh, Trump has uh, Trump operates on about five conspiracy theories <laughs> that support the idea. Uh, it really is. You can count them. There are five. I I could bring them up if you need me to. But they're they're conspiracy theories that include the Joe Biden thing and, yeah. and other factors uh, that he he feels that if he can get William Barr to prove his conspiracy theories true and good luck on that mm-hmm. uh, because they've already been debunked. If, but if he could get some kind of proof on that uh, and if he could, he, what he really wants to do is charge people. He wants people to be arrested yeah. uh, for what he thinks has been done. And so this mission, the sending bar on a worldwide tour to, uh, to uh, get other intelligence agencies to cooperate while Trump is on the phone back at the White House backing him up with threatening phone calls to world leaders. Uh, you know, this is, this, is, this is all pretty clear at this point, and it's all to pursue the idea that he was legitimately elected after all, darn it, and, and that you need to pay attention to that because he's still... He's still, I, I read a beautiful analogy. Somebody said, uh, Trump is like the kid who graduated from high school five years ago, but still circles the parking lot in his Camaro. <laughs> this is Trump's, yeah. this is Trump's focus on uh, Hillary Clinton and the 2016 yeah. campaign. It's not enough for him to try to win re-election in 2020. He wants the record expunged of, of what he did with Russia in 2016. And mm-hmm. he thinks if he can prove wrongdoing on someone else's part somehow that this will vindicate him. That's what this is all about. Yeah. That's a lot. He even mentioned this to Ukraine. He, he believes Ukraine have has Hillary's server. Uh, and, you know, and he wants that from him as well. So he's focused on 2020 and he's focused on 2016 and he's focused on putting Hillary Clinton and or others in jail. And he, and he can't run on his record. This is a clear indication. Right. Going back to what I was saying before, right. he's got he feels as if his record is not going to carry him to victory and he knows that if he loses that on January 21st, uh, mm-hmm. 2021, that he's probably going to be prosecuted. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. what's facing him. And, you know, this leads me down a whole road of thinking in terms of the trial, the Senate trial, because if you believe the whip count right now in the House, mm-hmm. well, these articles of impeachment, knock on wood, don't get happy. These articles of impeachment will pass the House and there will yes. be a trial in the Senate. And Mitch McConnell feels as if uh, he's going to let this proceed as normal. He's not going to pull he, a Merrick Garland and try to block it, which is in, interesting. In this case, yeah, in this case, he has no choice. Now, uh, you note the rest of his quote was that, you know, uh, to the effect that, that uh, you know, who knows how long this might last or how quickly it might go, yeah. which might be his way of saying we'll dispatch of this trial quickly. Uh, but... But a lot of things are coming out. A lot of doubts are being expressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Republicans are finding it difficult to defend uh, Trump's position, even if that's what they're still doing. Yep. So how long can they hang on by their fingernails? Uh, uh, stay tuned, because uh, by the time that that end, uh, believe me, uh, House Democrats Nancy Pelosi will control the timing on this. Yeah. Uh, if it gets to, to uh, McConnell in just the right timing, uh, by that time, 
uh, it, it may be that a majority of the Senate finds it necessary to remove him from office. So get some popcorn because uh, this is the, this, like you said at the top of the show, this is pretty exciting. This is the show. This We finally, for you and I and for a lot of people, who don't follow sports? Yeah, this is the Super Bowl. This is where we own back. This is what uh, this is all about. This is we, we've we've tolerated a few years now mm. of uh, the Trumpers this trying to, we, to own the this, libs, and now we own yeah. back, right? Now this is where we restore justice. Yes, and exactly, honesty, exactly. As as we can, that's that we we need to be better than them. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and and I know there's still a lot of frustration out there. Well, why don't they just go in and arrest these guys now? Well. Because uh, Democrats are following the law and procedure and yep. established procedure. And uh, the day we stop doing that is the day we become like them. And we have then therefore not rescued democracy. God, you're so right. You're, you're 100% correct on that. I mean, then that's why that's why the Democrats have a responsibility to remain the adults in the room. And sometimes yes. if they move more slowly than you might think that you might want, then, you know, it's, it's because they have that responsibility because one half of the American political debate is off playing grab ass. But, what, you know, coddling this whiny diaper baby in the White House right, and right, protecting right. him for some fucked up reason that be, that's Trying way to. beyond me. But here's my theory. I want to run this theory by you, Buzz, because I feel as if Donald Trump has to resign. He has to resign. If you're Donald Trump, if you're... (laughs) Imagine that you're Donald Trump and you have a giant pumpkin head and a little tiny penis and you're sitting in the Oval Office, you're wondering, okay, what do I do with all of this crap that's now evolving around me, this impeachment and all of these allegations? Well, you, you have to resign, and I'll tell you why, because the only way Donald Trump gets pardoned for his crimes is if he resigns and lets Mike Pence become president. That's the only surefire way. Now, there are other possibilities, like winning re-election. He could end up uh, getting a second term and running out maybe some of the statute of limitations on some of the earlier Mm. crimes, maybe escape it that way. Possible but unlikely. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, running for re-election is not a guarantee. You don't get a guarantee for winning the election unless you've done something horrendous as far as uh, meddling (laughs) with the actual uh, numbers on election day but i mean you take that out of the equation that's one remote possibility but i don't think if you're donald trump you can really rely on that you have to the again the only way he avoids federal prosecution by the time he walks out of the white house for the last time wow that's going to be a glorious day but uh yeah. the only way he avoids prosecution is if someone pardons him and it's not going to be the incoming democratic president if yeah, uh, if but, all things know- go well he still cannot be pardoned for state crimes that he still faces and uh, looks looks bad on, looks guilty on. Uh, you know, so he could still be going to jail and a presidential pardon wouldn't necessarily save him. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what the end game here is. People keep saying he won't leave office. I've also heard, and I'm sure this is speculation, don't take this to the bank, but in these days, can we rule out anything? And this is coming from a guy who really doesn't like conspiracy yeah. theories yeah. but uh, reportedly trump has talked about that if he goes down he's taking pence down with him it's his way it's his way it's his way of saying to the republicans in the senate you either support me or you get president pelosi <laughs> that's right that's right well a little caveat about the state charges by the way at least as of right now the charges being investigated by the new york attorney general um, are only going to be those. It's going to be a civil case. That's not going to be a criminal case. At least the way it stands right now, it's already been announced that these are civil charges. So therefore, we're not talking about prison time. We're talking about maybe some hefty fines for 
uh, consequence for these crimes that are being investigated. Mostly financial crimes, I think, is what they're looking at. But uh, there could be other state charges that end up uh, being criminal charges. It's a little more difficult to prosecute along those lines because yeah. of jurisdiction and federalism and so on. But you Some know, of them are. Some of them are criminal uh, cases. Uh, there are eight state and local investigations, 10 federal criminal investigations, and 12 congressional investigations nice. for a total of 30 investigations of Trump right now. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, if he wants to avoid the, uh, if he wants to avoid an investigation by the federal government, for example, which is where you're going to get the biggest, uh, right. the, the biggest prison sentences and so on, the most thorough analysis and the, the greatest access to information, I think uh, this is something that, again, he's going to really need a pardon to get out of that. And, yeah. and, and in order to get a pardon, he's got to resign. And I think the other thing is here here's another theory for you buzz um so the democrats are busily investigating all of these linkages to ukraine and russia and and uncovering all the details what if they uncover some juicy tidbit of information about moscow mitch what if they find out that moscow mitch has taken money from so-and-so that moscow mitch tried to cover up this other thing i mean there's could be any number of developments that could arise because we know that moscow mitch has taken money from uh oleg Deripaska, or at least kentucky has taken money from Oleg Deripaska, uh, obviously to benefit Moscow Mitch. And uh, so something like that comes out in the course of the investigation, long story short. And Moscow Mitch goes, well, I'm not going to let this monster in the way. I'm not going to let Donald Trump take me down, too. So maybe now's a good time to march up Pennsylvania Avenue and have a little uh, sit down with the yeah. president. I well, mean, there's yeah. a possibility there, there too. Absolutely, absolutely, that could that could happen. And uh, as I'm, perhaps we mentioned here last week, uh, McConnell is virtually tied. I was trying to avoid the nickname. McConnell is virtually <laughs> tied with uh, with his challenger, Democrat Amy McGrath, and, yeah. and so he's he's fighting for his political life. He, he would lose not only his Senate seat but his role as majority leader. So how familiar are you, Buzz, in terms of, because I don't know what the next step is. I'm, I'm looking at this news from Mike Pompeo about how he's refusing to uh, sit for depositions. He's not allowing any of his people to go in for depositions with the uh, House of Representatives. What's the next step from there? Because I know that now Prison. that this is an impeachment inquiry, they have Prison greater... They have, really, is the that... Uh, seriously? The is answer that, is a pr prison bus. They, because, as I predicted, we're going to have a bunch of... Look at the, what you've got now. Yeah. You've got Trump, you've got Barr, you've got Pompeo, uh -huh. you've got Pence even... Uh, and, and that's the other thing about Pence getting the job. Uh, as much trouble as he's in, he could go down with this, too. Sure. Uh, four of the top players in, in the executive branch right now are should should be worried. Yeah. Uh, and, and they probably are because uh, some damning evidence has come out against all four of them. Trump, Pence, Barr, and Pompeo. Mm -hmm. uh, a small bus just for them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, where this goes next, I don't know. Uh, the, the lawmakers have said, Democrats in the House have said, uh, if Pompeo refuses to show for his testimony and refuses to bring the documents he's supposed to supply that are relevant to the Ukraine call, uh, if uh, if uh, if he rejects that, uh, they will uh, subpoena him, and, or they have subpoenaed him, that they will charge him with obstruction if he fails to show. Uh, just today, before the show, we learned that uh, Pompeo had instructed other uh, State Department employees 
uh, not to appear at their scheduled depositions for Congress this week. Those were not under subpoena, but they will be now. So we're going to do the subpoena dance for a little while. But but uh, Pelosi has made it clear to uh, to the Intelligence Committee that they are not only to continue to work through the break, but to work at a furious pace. Right, right. Well, meanwhile, uh, we learned today that uh, Sebastian Gorka uh, has gone to Him Rome again. with Mike Pompeo to uh-huh. dig up dirt on Obama. And we know this because Sebastian Gorka has dumbly admitted this on Twitter. <laughs> he said, did they did yeah. they share a bed and a lion lick their toes? Did that happen at any point in, yeah. on a trip? Yeah, I think so. I think that was I the uh... I think I saw that movie. <laughs> That's a good one, because uh, I, I really love to imagine a lion licking the toes of I know. Uh, Sebastian Gorka visual. while he's sleeping. Yes, yes. A great visual, yes. Continue. So, yeah, well, Gorka said here on Twitter, he said, why is the left mad that I'm in Rome? Looks like Team Obama and their drones are worried. Good. Uh, and then, uh, you know, and that's being interpreted now as, uh, you know, Sebastian Gorka admitting that uh, Pompeo went to Rome to pressure the Italian yeah. government to help uncover the right. crimes of the last administration, meaning Barack Obama. So you know what? Trump always makes things worse for Trump. That is the ongoing rule with observing the Donald Trump presidency. And this is one of those cases where <laughs> now, because Donald Trump has opened up at least tacitly an investigation into Barack Obama, that makes yeah. it that establishes a precedent for the next Democratic president to investigate Donald Trump. Now, you remember one of the things that's kept uh, one president from investigating the previous president is one of these uh, institutional traditions of the White House. You don't do that. That's yeah. one of the things that, that no. they just don't do, regardless of the degree of the crimes or so on. Subsequent presidents don't yeah. look at those things. But now that Donald Trump has started the ball rolling, well, I think the next well, president will be uh, inclined I to don't do know. that. He, he's not dir- directly investigating Obama. That's the distinction there. It, there have been presidents who have investigated the the behavior and activities of administrators uh, from previous administrations I, I but without you could do that i think uh, go after some of those deputies without having to go after the the former president yeah uh, especially if you're just talking about one or two who broke the law we have again a, a different situation here right right but you know i i what he's what he's Again, what he's trying to do is is to implicate uh, Hillary Clinton and, and lock her up, as he's wanted to do along. He really wants to do that. Uh, he, he wants to prove that he won in 2016 legitimately, and he wants to ruin Joe Biden for the 2020 election. These are his immediate <laughs> goals, and he's doing these three things based on the five conspiracy theories rolling around in his head about CrowdStrike and all the rest of it. That's the amazing thing to me about all of this buzz is that uh, Joe Biden might not even be the nominee. And in fact, if you base your your uh, opinions on who's going to be the nominee on the polls right now, mm-hmm. um, he's not going to be the nominee. And this, so this is a really gigantic, colossal risk for Donald Trump to be taking. I mean, he's risking his entire presidency yeah. on someone who's probably not even going to be the nominee. And maybe yeah. that's what they wanted. Maybe that's the point to shove Joe Biden out of the way. But that sure. doesn't necessarily guarantee that Donald Trump is going to okay. come out victorious in a year. Why, I, exactly. Yeah. So why did why did he choose Biden and not say Elizabeth Warren? Yeah. Uh, for this, well, this is where you were right about the Obama connection mm. because Biden, of course, is very much tied to Obama. If you don't believe it, just ask him. Yeah. And uh, 
he's also and 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 Hillary Clinton was that administration's Secretary of State. That's right. And so, without mentioning Obama, yeah, this is a way to go after the Obama administration, which he's been obsessed with from day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all three of these people are it's the it's the Obama Clinton. Uh, Biden cabal that he's <laughs> concerned about. And uh, so he's really after all of them. He just doesn't have to mention Obama by name in yeah. this case. Well, on top of all of that, I feel like uh, it's only a matter of time before we find out that Donald Trump is. I mean, we, obviously, we learned that Donald Trump has pulled this stunt that he pulled with Ukraine. He's done that with Australia now. Bill Barr's over in Italy. Oh, I mean, there's so all kinds more. of uh, hints that Donald Trump is busily trying to find shit out about all of his potential opponents. I think we're eventually going to find out here that he's made some offer, some deal involving investigating Elizabeth Warren, maybe investigating Kamala Harris and and Bernie Sanders. Here's here's another article of obstruction for you. May uh, last year, 2018, uh, Ukraine, which had been cooperating with the Robert Mueller investigation, Mm -hmm. suddenly stopped. And upon stopping, got that shipment of missiles they so desperately need to hold back the Russians. Mm -hmm. This is not the first time. uh, Zelensky wasn't president then, but this is not the first time that Ukraine has been pressured in this way. And uh, as we know now, in that super secret uh, White House computer uh, that's meant for uh, storing only the nation's highest secrets, uh, all kinds of conversations Trump's had with foreign leaders, including Russia's, are stored in that computer. And what made me chuckle there is Russia has now stated, Russian officials have now stated, oh, don't don't go, you may do it with Ukraine, but don't go releasing the, any conversations we had with Trump. No, sir, not, not without our express written permission first. Hey, and it's also like saying, hey, don't look behind that door. There's nothing to see behind that door. Don't exactly. open that door. Don't you exactly. dare to touch the door. You're off. wasting your time. You're wasting your time. I'm telling you, there's nothing in there. <laughs> You'll only make yourself foolish if you look. All right, well, I want to talk about Rudy Giuliani here in just a second, but oh, first... Oh, uh, God. Have to, we have to? Yeah, we well... Really, okay. Well, no, you're probably right. He's in desperate need <laughs> of some plexiderm, at the very least. Oh, uh, and I, I'm not surprised. But not for you. He's got the hair dye out and all the rest of it, so he's all over television. Maybe he needs some plexiderm. Maybe he needs to picture his face in the mirror and see all those wrinkles around his teeny tiny little eyeballs how about those crow's feet too or those large under eye bags hey now imagine rudy giuliani that they're gone and i'm not talking about some risky expensive plastic surgery we're talking just minutes and that includes you listening at home too it is called plexiderm it's a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles crow's feet and under eye bags in just minutes it's the edge you've been looking for and if you don't believe it well you're in good company because i didn't believe it either until i tried it and until i stood in front of my mirror for 10 minutes and watched all of that crap just disappear like magic. Plexiderm gives you the confidence you'll need to be yourself at work or out with friends. The best part is that Plexiderm goes on clear, so nobody's going to know that you're using it unless you tell them. And I recommend that because honesty is the best policy is what uh, the Brady Bunch taught me. Go to triplexiderm.com. Use my promo code SEXYLIBERAL. Two words, sexy liberal for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right. Half off, 50% off, plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mentioning the code SEXYLIBERAL. Plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit triplexiderm.com today. Use the code SEXYLIBERAL at checkout. That's triplexiderm.com. The Bob Seska Show. Look up.
wonder who this song is about. This is uh, Luna Blue, Captain Oblivious, lunablueband.com. That's L-U-N-A-B-L-U-B-A-N-D.com. Oh, brand new here. Very nice. Uh, puts me in the mind of uh, Natalie Merchant. Uh, her voice does a little bit there, too. Yes, yes, exactly. I was trying, and, to, trying to put my finger on that, but you nailed it. I don't know how I managed to watch uh, television this educational, but I stumbled across the PBS NewsHour last night, uh-huh. and they were doing a feature with a neurologist musician uh-huh. who talked about, uh, you know, tension and release in music, which are not new concepts. Right. But she talked about how that sparks serotonin in our brains huh. and uh, gives us satisfaction that we have an expectation of a satisfactory conclusion and that music builds up tension and then releases it uh, to, to give us that satisfaction. I, I thought that was darn interesting. I hope I'm not the only one. <laughs> no, no, that makes perfect sense. That's one of the greatest things about any, in fact, the very beginning of that song, Captain Oblivious, has yes. that tension and release because you get yes. that dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun and the build-up yep. to that, that first vocal that comes in. It's really great. Yeah, so yeah, We all had it coming, and we got it. It's yeah, a little science great. moment, musical science right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. You start your own YouTube channel. <laughs> I swear to <laughs> I God, that kind of crap is really, really popular. Yeah, I yeah, I know. I just I do put interesting things like that uh, in the latter part of my weekly newscast. So there's that. But I I just don't have time to to, to do anything else. <laughs> well, speaking of uh-huh. YouTube, Trump is in the basement, snorting up the medicine, sitting on the toilet, tweeting about the government, talking on the telephone, trying to get a dial tone, calling up the Ukraine. His brains on Novocaine. Look out, kids. This can't be undead. The God knows when we'll get to normal again. They all duck down the rabbit hole. Man, the guy's an asshole. The man in the red hat inside the White House wants $11 bills to keep him out of the big house. There's a video for this up on YouTube. I posted it yes. on my Twitter. I love it so much. Yeah. Well, Giuliani's big foot in his mouth. He likes to put. He's talking about the deep state. Thinks the Trump is going to skate. The phone's tapped anyway. Whistleblower's here today. Impeached by Halloween. The pumpkin spice drama queen. Look out, kids. We all know what he did. Supporters are on tiptoes. Lindsey Graham's going to blow. Revelation overflow like drinking from a fire hose. He's one of Putin's hoes. He's afraid of Nancy Pelosi. You don't need a weatherman to know his presidency blows. Yeah! Rocky Mountain Mike. Oh, beautiful. Covering Very little nice. Bob Dylan right there, yeah. Very nice for Rosh Hashanah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Rudy Giuliani has been subpoenaed, and if he turns up at the actual open hearing in the House Intelligence Committee... It's despicable! That is going to be like a 12 popcorn box day. I think that <laughs> that is going to be an amazing thing to behold. Now the question is... Does he actually show up? I mean, what do you think? I mean, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna balk. I think he's well, gonna, it, gonna pile into the uh, pile into the prison bus. <laughs> as as well, sure, eventually. But <laughs> as Rudy himself said in one of the many many things he's said about this, mm. uh, it, ultimately it's up to Trump. Yeah, uh, Trump will make that call, and Trump will say either you're going or you're not going. Uh, thinking out loud, as Rudy likes to do, he's opined that perhaps he'll go and perhaps he won't. And uh, then he said he thought he might and he could bring charts and stuff with him. Uh, so, again, uh, get uh, the large tub of popcorn uh-huh. and a box of goobers, I think, along with the really large soda. And then his two lawyers that are going to accompany him are going to be a beanie baby and a sock puppet. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's, I'm yeah. just expecting that. By oh, way, yeah. It'll, it'll be a show, I'm sure. Credit where credit is due. That's an Aaron Sorkin joke from the West Wing. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, it happen, though. Okay. So, you know, uh, we're playing tapes here, having some fun with uh, all of this crap. Uh, Robert right. De Niro was on CNN the other morning and just yes. let fly with this. Fuck him. But this was uh, this is the entire clip. This is uh, some, some funny shit. Robert De Niro just let fly on CNN the other morning talking about right. all this crap. This guy is should not be president, period. And when you say that, folks on Fox come after you. I remember the Tonys when he got up there and cursed. A lot of Fuck criticism em. of you. <laughs> Fuck him. Okay, well, you know, this is cable, Sorry. so it's not an FCC violation, Sorry. but it is still a Sunday morning. Well, I we're, do wonder we're why you choose of, to go that let way. Let me say something. Why do you we choose are to go a, that we way? We are at a moment in our life, in this country, where this guy is like a gangster. He's come <laughs> along and he's said things, done things we say over and over again. This is terrible. We're in a terrible situation. We're in a terrible situation. And this guy just keeps going on and on and on without being stopped. You know, I am so glad. I am so glad that Robert De Niro, Bobby, I call him Bobby. I'm yes, so glad sure. that Bobby is on our side in all of this and not uh, <laughs> yeah. not the other side. Because, you know, you would have thought just by watching some of his movies that, oh, yeah, he's going to totally be a red hat. I mean, if, if you know nothing about Robert De Niro in real life. Uh, you think, not well, all. Not all Republicans are mobsters, but generally all mobsters, mobsters are Republicans. Are Republicans. <laughs> yeah, or something, something, yeah. something like that. No, it, it's it's uh, really and and he it, I thought was very articulate and passionate in his remarks, yeah. which are really the important thing. Sunday morning might not have been the best time. Meanwhile, CBS is showing a Florida miniature deer in a meadow. Um, you know. Uh, so, uh, you know, maybe not the right uh, time, but I'm, you know, I'm glad that, you know, I, I admire him for, for doing what he did. And, and by the way, uh, you played that clip from Saturday Night Live, the uh, impeachment. Town yes. Hall greatly sketch. edited, by the way. Uh, yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> as, as is the show oftentimes. And, uh, you know, it, it was, I thought it was an incredible show. I loved the opening, the cold open yeah, uh, yeah. sketch. And, uh, uh, what was it? Woody was in most all of the sketches, I think, if not mm-hmm. all of them. One of my favorites. Uh, I, I thought it was a, a top notch show, and I'm glad to see them back again. It was, ex- it was excellent. Yeah. In fact, you know what Robert De Niro said about the miniature deer on the other channel? He said, Fuck them. No, fuck them. Just fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, those miniature deer. He doesn't care. Yeah, you're right about Saturday Night Live. That was a great sketch. The uh, Trump sketch was also really good. Um, it just goes to show having the entire summer off really helps the writing on that show. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, they got that one good one out. Let's see where it goes from here. Yeah, you it's know, all I mean, downhill I, now. I, I hope, they, hope they didn't burn it all up in the first episode because... But I, I don't think so. I think uh, I think uh, they're they're at their strength now. Well, here's my favorite clip of the past few days. This was also, I believe, uh, Sunday. This was on 60 Minutes. Uh-huh. Scott Pelley interviewed uh, the Republican leader on the House side, the minority leader oh. in the House of Representatives, Kevin McCarthy, who has a little bit of trouble. He's got a teeny tiny problem with words. Sometimes words. The, the irony is that if uh, the, the Republicans had held on to the House, he would have been the uh, Speaker of the House, and the Speaker of the House would have had trouble actually speaking. But here is uh, Kevin McCarthy with Scott Pelley getting completely blindsided by the actual non-transcript transcript, the call readout of the phone call with Zelensky and Trump, and now we learn Pompeo and a cast of thousands. Uh, here's Kevin McCarthy the other day. What do you make of this exchange? 
President Zelensky says we are almost ready to buy more javelins from the United <laughs> States for defense purposes. And President Trump replies, I would like you to do us a favor, though. So. Well, you just added another word. No, it's you said, in I'd the like transcript. you to do a favor, though. Yes, it's he, in the it's in when I the read White the House transcript. Whoops! Derp. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't know this, but Kevin McCarthy is actually a cousin to uh, Edgar Bergen's ventriloquist <laughs> dummy, Charlie McCarthy. I didn't. That's right. I love uh, to come across man. these little-known facts. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. Yeah, yeah. So that was, I thought that was hilarious. That, that clip goes on and uh, they get uh, into a back and forth about the uh, definition of though, though. But I just thought it was hilarious that the, the leader of the Republican Party in the House of Representatives didn't know that that sentence is contained. The, the actual quid pro quo. Yeah, because you know why? They're looking at the goddamn White House talking points and not the actual document they, himself didn't read the Mueller report. They no. didn't read the whistleblower report. They didn't read the White House transcript. They don't want to see la, 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 la. I can't hear you. They're, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're, you know, it's, uh, they just don't want to know about these things because they have their own agenda to, to push. But her emails, Bob, but yeah. her emails. Right. Well, you know, here's another one of my... I got lots of crazy theories today, Buzz. Oh, good. One of my crazy theories is that someone inside the White House merely briefed Donald Trump on the content of that phone call with Zelensky that the whistleblower is now sure. exposed. He can't handle more than that. I believe that. Right. But he that he hasn't actually read the words in that call readout and they Never just said, does. hey, look, Mr. President, this is just a beautiful call. You don't have to worry about right. actually looking at the readout of the call. Don't worry right. about that crap in the middle where it says where there's a quid pro quo. There was no quid pro quo in there. So Donald Trump can now go up and go, it's a beautiful call. It is the most beautiful call I've ever right. seen in my entire it's life of all the calls. And, and so he feels as if now he's got plausible deniability because exactly. he doesn't know. He doesn't know what's in there. And it's almost as if they're setting him up. It's like they're setting yes. him up, to, you know. It, the whistleblower is on his hands and knees behind Trump, and, mm -hmm. and they, they just keep backing him up until he falls over this guy. <laughs> that's exactly right. Oh, my God, that's so well put. I'm, I'm here for the imagery. <laughs> <laughs> well, here was Donald Trump the other day in the Oval Office suggesting that uh, uh, Adam uh -huh. Schiff get arrested for, uh, for treason. I mean, this is... Right. This is absolute madness, and I think we should probably take this a little more seriously than we are. I mean, but the fact is that yeah. uh, the president is now starting to throw down about things like civil war and arresting members mm -hmm. of the House of Representatives. And I think, yeah, it, it, you know what? It could be nuking hurricanes, but it could also be Space Force. I, I, I group everything in one of those two categories, Buzz, where... <laughs> Uh, Space Force is something that he yanked out of his ass, and that actually became a real thing. He actually continued right. to pursue it. Nuking yeah. hurricanes, he yanked out of his ass, but then it just sort of poof, it went away. So are these threats, are these Space Force, or are they nuking hurricanes? And I hope that they are nuking hurricanes and not Space Force, because if they're Space Force, we're in a lot of trouble. So here's Donald Trump yeah. in the uh, in the Oval the other day. I made a call. The call was perfect. Call. It was a perfect call. Uh, when the whistleblower reported it, he... What exactly? What, how do we define a perfect call? Does that mean he doesn't didn't choke on his own vomit or something like that right <laughs> in the middle of it? Is that... I think he means perfectly legal, perfectly clean, perfectly up and up. Yeah. Uh, again, good luck with that argument. He didn't misdial the call. We don't know. That, we don't. We don't know. He might have he actually... He might have misdialed. He might have dialed dominoes 
Domino's instead. And he, <laughs> instead of Zelensky, he's talking to the Domino's guy. And then you had Adam Schiff, who even worse, made up my words, which I think is just a horrible thing. I've never even think, seen a thing like that. Okay, now let's take a little time on that. Let's sure. take a little time on that because that's become a new thing with Donald Trump. He's tweeted out, I don't know, a thousand and two mm-hmm. times in the past right. couple of days about how Adam Schiff committed treason and needs to be investigated and arrested for treason because Fracking. for paraphrasing. Now, I guess paraphrasing is a prison worthy trespass at this point. I don't know because yeah. Adam Schiff was merely dramatizing the content of the call readout in order to make a point. And he was pretty clear about that. But obviously, Donald Trump is trying to wiggle out of this by being a complete 100% literalist. It was like uh, Corey Lewandowski on CNN the day after his... Uh, testimony before Congress, and they put up a, an image of the Mueller report up on the screen and go, well, here we see in the Mueller report this particular section, and Lewandowski goes, that's not the Mueller report. And then, what are you talking about? Oh, that's not the Mueller report. I, said, I don't understand what you're saying, Mr. Lewandowski. No, the Mueller report is on a page in a, in a, in a binder, and it's like an actual physical document that you actually open the pages and read. It's on paper. And so he was literally saying that, that a copy of the Mueller report isn't literally the Mueller report. So this right. is how this is how desperate they are. A, a lot of us, a lot of us have, have paraphrased what the president said, but yeah. there are certain things, and our Republican friends need to know this: <laughs> that uh, there are certain things here that are undeniable fact. Yeah, the uh, president of Ukraine, Mr. Zelensky, uh, let it be known to Donald Trump that he really, really needs some more of those dandy missiles, those anti-tank missiles. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, Trump immediately followed by that, uh, followed that by saying, we need a favor, though. Yeah. So the word, though, makes that favor contingent, uh, or vice versa, it makes the money for those missiles contingent on that favor. Yeah. That is a quid pro quo. That is a bribe offer. That is a serious federal crime and even more serious when it's done with taxpayer money at the risk of our national defense and counter to our foreign policy. You know what? Ultimately, I don't even think Donald Trump knows what a quid pro quo is. I think he thinks that quid pro quo is the third Cuomo brother, you know, quid pro quo. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's maybe where he's thinking. It ends. It ends with a vowel, you know. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> skipping right, I, I'm not going to play the rest of this this Trump tape because it's just more of him saying, perfect, yeah. uh, perfect, an Adam Schiff paraphrase, You're which right, is now though. treasonous. You're right, though. I, I, I wonder, in some ways, is he being set up or are they just is this the usual shielding where they don't really tell him what it says? Because he has no patience for reading. He doesn't read. He can't read anything. He has trouble with anything that's a full page. Yeah. He needs less than a page. That's how much he can digest. Otherwise, he doesn't want any part of it. He doesn't want it. Don't hand me that. Mm-hmm. Tell me what it says. And so that's been the responsibility of members of his administration to tell him what these things say and uh you know there's certain things you don't look forward to telling your boss uh yes you 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 broke the new copier you know (laughs) stuff like that uh so yeah you know he's not been getting the full story and it's either to set him up as you said or simply because they just can't bear his wrath upon that sort of news. Meanwhile, he's been inciting civil war, which is just multiple levels of madness. For That is desperate. That's about as desperate as it gets. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's again, I go back to the whole idea of 
the Red Hats fighting some sort of bizarre civil war uh, in the name of this clown. I just, I, I can't get past the fact that they're going uh, to, they, they're, you know, considering the idea of going to war against other Americans in order to defend the host of the Celebrity Apprentice. It is just the most remarkable thing I've ever heard. Right. And these are people who just simply don't know what a civil war really entails. I mean, a civil war wow. lasts, I mean, in the modern age, a civil war lasts possibly for decades in some cases. They are immensely bloody. As Shelby Foote says, uh, uh, noted civil war historians, you know, the worst fights I've ever seen are fights between brothers. And yes, uh, that's yes, why these yes. things get so awful, no matter what country you're in. And I can only imagine uh, these guys going to war in the name of this guy. There no, it, it's a dangerous message, obviously, a highly irresponsible. Uh, uh, some have said, uh, you know, a betrayal of the country, indeed, uh, inciting that sort of violence because... Uh, and, and there are a lot of Second Amendment folks who'd be very eager to jump in their pickups with their their weapons and, and head out for, for that kind of a skirmish. But yeah. you also know, and I think you're right, you go into a bar, a certain bars anyway, on a Friday or Saturday night late, you're going to, not clubs, bars. I'm talking about, you know, bars. Yeah. And, and uh, there's always uh, one or two or three or four or five guys in here in there who, who want to fight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, liquor has its effects on different people different ways. Some get friendly <laughs> and lovey. Some want to confess things. Some some want to fight. <laughs> a fair number of them want to fight. Yeah. And uh, so you also have among Trump supporters and, and even gun owners this desire or this perceived desire. They think they want to fight. I think uh, once in a real fight, they might regret that choice. But uh, that's what they think they want. Yeah, yeah, let's have a fight. And and Trump just just incites that, just throws fuel on that on that ember. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know what? Here's a bit of, uh, and I know I realize the rule of law is irrelevant anymore. But here's mm, uh, loss, a part a section eighteen of the U.S. Code: Whoever incites any rebellion or insurrection against the authority of the United States shall be fined under this title or imprisoned no more than ten years or both, and shall be incapable of holding any office under the United. States. States. So that, you know, maybe something to consider. Um, you yeah, know, and then yeah, meanwhile, Malcolm maybe. Nance posted the following uh, a quote from uh, yeah. Ulysses S. Grant, uh, circa yes. 1876. It's a fantastic quote about yeah. the idea of, of a second civil war. Grant said, uh, if we are to have another contest in the near future of our national existence, yeah. I predict that the dividing line will not be Masons and Dixons. But right. between patriotism and intelligence on one side and superstition, ambition, and ignorance on the other. Oh, man. S sound familiar? Yeah. Sound prescient? Mm -hmm. yeah, you know, no some kidding. some principles are evergreen, and that one right there certainly stood the test that's, of time. <laughs> that's how you know the good ones, honestly. That's how you know the good ones, the yep. ones that are just as true today. And it's it's... It's almost unnerving sometimes how uh, spot on some of those founding father quotes uh, were. Yep, 100%. And, and, and not just the founding fathers, but uh, those who led uh, during and around the Civil War. All right, well, one last break. We'll come back with uh, more show. Russia is freaking out. We'll talk about that right after these words. Hey, dude, being at the racetrack is a blast. High five. Whoa, man, uh, you can put your arm down now. What, you gonna leave me hanging? Come 
on, bring it in for a hug. Uh, that's okay, man. We're cool. Why, what's the matter? We're all buds, man. Uh, well, I, I hate to tell you, but I think you need to take a pit stop. What? I'm not driving a race car, man. No, pit stop. It's, uh, well, an all-natural deodorant that'll keep your pits from, uh, being the pits. Oh, no. My pits are the pits. Hey, don't worry, man. Luckily, my pals over at Bubble Genius have you covered. They've created all-natural stuff to help with summer stank. Everything from pit stop deodorant to cooling facial mist to talc-free body powders that leave you soft, not sweaty. Hey, cool! You said it. Bubble Genius keeps you cool all summer long. BubbleGenius.com Bob Seska This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com She said, got a license to fly away I'm left running in place Pay attention to what the others say Not today This is a, a group called State to State. I really love this. This just came in yesterday and I had to I desperately had to get it ready for today's show. Oh. Song called uh, "Get Away" and the uh, website is state2stateband.com. Link in the description for all of our music here in the show, and we do have an indie music countdown coming up this weekend. Aha! Uh-huh, I thought so. Yes, because <laughs> I didn't have time to do it this past weekend with all of these. Well, okay. In your defense, this weekend is closer to the to the end of the month than the last. I don't know. Yeah, I'm don't just know. trying to help. I'm doing the best I can. What can I say? Yeah, it's a, you know, no, it's sometimes fine. it's a few days late. You know, get yeah. them get them out once a month, and yeah. we're happy. Well, yeah. meanwhile, we have some breaking news. As if they're you know this doesn't happen every five I seconds. Thought here we'd now. already broken it. Yeah, I know. But uh, here <laughs> from uh, Brian Karam, who's one of my favorite uh, journalists covering the White House right now. Uh, Brian Karam writes now from a GOP staffer, GOP Senate staffer specifically. Uh-huh. Quote, the Civil War tweet is a tipping point for some, but not all. Says Trump's actions are pushing the GOP toward removal if Uh that vote comes. It boils down to Mitch McConnell. If Senator McConnell votes for removal, then it's over. And Senator McConnell will withhold that decision until the very, very last minute. Yeah. Uh, li- likewise, uh, Pelosi is not going to send McConnell a case until she has personally signed off on mm-hmm. its conclusion. That's right. Uh, when she is satisfied that the evidence is indisputably damning, then she hands it to McConnell, who has no voice and uh, no choice but yep. to, vo- to vote on it, and uh, he'll have a tough decision to make at that point. I, I We're seeing cracks in McConnell, too, and... Don't you think it's about time? Uh, cracks, cracks in his shell. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Only he'd use turtle wax, but yeah. he—it's—it's uh, it's, you know—he's—he's he's in serious trouble here, uh, on so many levels, uh, mm-hmm. politically, uh, legally, and uh, uh, certainly in terms of uh, his mission in the Senate. Uh, but but he's he's cornered now, and yeah. he, he could very well vote to to impeach. And I you know I think the number of Republicans and this is. This is what I tried to promise everybody uh, some time ago, uh, and 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 uh, it, it does my heart infinite good to see that it appears to be headed that way. Yeah. That when when uh, enough Republicans feel that their own 
incomes, their own political careers, uh, their futures are in jeopardy. They will turn on him like crazy. They will oh, just, my God. You know, yeah. they, uh, Trump, who, what? <laughs> uh, it's happened before. Yeah. And uh, because their careers and money are on the stake, uh, on stake, at stake here, it will absolutely happen again. Mm-hmm. In fact, McConnell's going to say, fuck him. That's right, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> he uh, will. At some point, I think he will. But in an interview with CNBC on Monday, Mitch McConnell uh-huh. said, uh, quote, I would have no choice but to take it up. So Mitch McConnell right. is going to allow the trial to take place. Now, there are a number of things that he can do to flummox the trial from that point sure. forward. Procedural sure. votes that would overrule uh, Chief Justice John Roberts, who would preside over, you know, the trial right. the trial of Donald Trump. I love saying that. <laughs> I love saying the trial of Donald Trump. Thank you very much. But, uh, you know, and Lawrence O'Donnell had a really interesting observation about uh, Mitch McConnell's remarks on CNBC mm-hmm. about ha- having right. the trial, should it come to that. Uh, Lawrence O'Donnell said, this is a very, very big deal. First, McConnell agrees with Schumer's unanimous consent request for whistleblower documents, and now this. McConnell Mm -hmm. is doing exactly what he should be doing, and here's the the capper. Who knew? Exactly, exactly what he should be doing if he thinks he might need a different nominee for president. Wow, wow. Stop the hammering. I say good luck to them all, sarcastically. (laughs) I really hope Lawrence O'Donnell is correct on this. And maybe, you know, look, ultimately, Mitch McConnell's going to have a hell of an easier time dealing with Mike Pence in the White House than he would with Donald if, Trump. I, I'm sorry. I, I have to add every time the caveat, if mm. Pence is still around. Yeah. Uh, he's in this as deep as the other three. Mm. Uh, and and so, I, you know, I, I just don't, I don't think anybody can predict at this point what's going to happen and yeah. it could just be awful or it could be joyous or it could be some combination of those things i don't i just i no one can know at this point yeah how this is gonna go will trump take uh, pence down with him there is considerable damning evidence as i know kimberly and i have both posted about before uh, there's considerable <laughs> damning evidence uh, uh, against pence um yeah so you know, i i we don't. We just can't know where this is going to go yet. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, uh, just before I started the show, yeah. I was going out to the kitchen and I was listening in to what was happening in the other room here, and uh-huh. it was Kimberly Johnson interviewing Republican presidential candidate Joe Walsh <laughs> right yes. here. And yes. uh, and so Joe Walsh, she asked Joe Walsh point blank. Uh, I got this uh, readout after the uh, after the yes. interview was over. She said, yeah, Joe Walsh didn't quite know whether he would continue running if Mike Pence became the president mm. and was running in Donald Trump's yeah. stead in 2020, right. which is right. a very distinct possibility. I mean, if Donald Trump is the eventuality emerges that Donald Trump is removed or Donald Trump resigns, Mike Pence would then rise to being president. Mike Pence would pardon Trump. And then Mike Pence would be the presumptive nominee for the Republican Party uh, in 2020. And and who knows what would happen? Maybe a bunch of other primary challengers would emerge. And uh, yeah. in addition yeah. to Joe Walsh, Bill Weld and Mark Sanford. Wow. So, they're all screwed. We don't they're know. They're all screwed. But, they're all screwed. Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah, they're they all screwed. Really, really are. So Trump is, I mean, now, Russia, see, I'm getting Trump and Russia mixed up now. <laughs> well, how'd that happen? <laughs> I don't 
don't know. How, how could that possibly happen? <laughs> so Russia is concerned. Again, as we said, don't look behind that door. <laughs> you right. know, we don't want right. anyone to look behind there. Not without express written uh, permission of the former Soviet Republic. That's right. But we also learned that uh, the NRA is a Russian asset. This is uh, not, oh, yeah. not brand new news, but it was confirmed by Ron Wyden the other day. He's at National Rifle Association acted as a foreign yeah. asset for Russia in the period leading up to the 2016 election. So feel free, Donald Trump, to reopen the litigation over the 2016 election because there's going to be some things in that uh, Pandora's box that you're not going to want to see. Um, and-, and look at the the meeting with with Trump and Wayne LaPierre uh, on on uh, you know if you don't do if you'll stay away from gun control, I'll give you a millions more dollars as I did. In uh, in 2016, yeah, yeah, uh, you know what, what what are we to make of that? What crime is that? And uh, a number of people have noted that it was uh, quickly after a second meeting with LaPierre mm. that Trump made his civil war retweet. Yeah, right. That's right. And and one of the other things that Donald Trump is uh, tweeting about these days is something that has rapidly fallen apart, and thanks to someone that he literally appointed into their office. I mean, we're talking about the uh, right. intelligence community inspector general, the ICIG. Um, backing up just a bit, Trump uh, has been tweeting something along the lines of uh, a date at which the rules about whistleblowers were changed. And he seems to think because Donald Trump gets all of his information, not from his advisors, but from his TV advisors, Lou Dobbs, Sean Hannity, right. and, uh, and the rest of them. Uh, Trump tweeted the other day in all caps, who changed the longstanding whistleblower rules just before submittal of the fake whistleblower (laughs) report? Drain the swamp. And no one did. In fact, the ICIG has posted a statement regarding his handling of the whistleblower complaints. Quote, the disclosure of urgent concern form the complainant submitted on August 12, 2019, is the same form the ICIG has had in place since May 24, 2018. Yeah, so that one is Typical. another... Yeah, a little... Typical. <laughs> they, he just doesn't know. He's just throwing shit up against the doesn't wall care. to see what sticks, isn't he? I mean, just, just like his voters, doesn't know, doesn't care. Doesn't know, doesn't care. So he's just... Uh, whatever. He's just going to... Uh, eventually, he's going to blame the shadow people that live under the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> Something yeah, like that. I don't... I don't... I still don't... I still haven't figured out how we go forward, whether it's with my family or, or, or half this... Uh, at least a third of this nation. Yeah. And that is this... Uh, I don't know... I don't care. I just know what I feel. Right. How do you? What do you? How do you argue with? It's it's a very very frustrating. Yeah. Well, the good news is, um, as if none of this other news was good news. I think it's all leading towards some great news, quite honestly. Yes. But yes. one of the bits of good news, one of the things that I'm really gratified and relieved to see, is that now uh, two thirds of Americans think that the Trump Ukraine uh, scandal is. Very serious. This is a yes. big goddamn deal. The polling has now moved in support of uh, not just knowing and acknowledging why this is serious and that it's serious, but also in terms of impeachment, removing the president, et cetera. So in this uh, right. uh, ABC News poll, how serious of a problem is it that President Trump encouraged the Ukrainian president to investigate Joe Biden and his son, Hunter? Uh, very serious, 43%. Somewhat serious, 21%. That amounts to 44, 64% think that it is on level, some level serious. Not right. so serious, 19%. Not serious at all, 17%. So the 17% 
Um, I think that I think Trump's support ultimately boils down to that seventeen percent. Don't you think? I mean, the, even the nineteen percent being not so serious uh, yeah. is, is weak. It's soft, it, especially especially as the facts come out in this very clear and simple case against the president over Ukraine. Yeah, and, and I say this to you, Bob, and to the people listening, uh, friends. I think that's what we need to focus keenly on. I think. Yeah. That's now we could certainly get to that other stuff, but uh, you know, and and again, Pelosi is going to control the timing on this mm-hmm. to make it work. But but and and I'm absolutely fine with throwing in as much of that other stuff as possible. But we've got a clear case this time. Uh, we don't have to. There are things we don't have to rely on as we did before. Uh, we've got the evidence in hand, and the president gave it to us. That's right. So, uh, you know, I, I, I want to see that go forward. Uh, 55% of Americans in two networks polls, MSNBC and CBS, uh, show that they they're now favor or support the impeachment hearings that are underway. Yep. Uh, so uh, this inquiry, they, they support very much. And the CBS poll, <clears throat> excuse me, individually, shows that more people uh, now believe that Trump does deserve to be impeached mm-hmm. than those who say he does not deserve impeachment and and this is kind of encouraging to me hey this would be a a glass half empty to some people to me it's glass half full (laughs) 22 percent say that it's too soon to say yeah so Mm, so you're telling me there's a chance and if you add if you add that and look at the evidence that we have to present to that 22 percent and if you add that 22 percent uh to the majority or to, to the people who believe uh, that he should be impeached, uh, you have a, a wide, wide majority that exceeds two-thirds. That's exactly right. And, you know, the uh, the other encouraging news is that, and we've been here before, so I'm not necessarily getting happy yet, but Trump's approval number, his job approval number, according to a new CNBC poll, Beep. has dropped to, yeah, it's <laughs> perfect noise. 37% in the new CNBC poll, matching yeah. the lowest oh, what number. A shame. It matches the lowest number this poll has ever recorded. His net approval is minus 16. That's the split <laughs> between approval and disapproval. His worst. In the words. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, his worst net approval for CNBC. Trump's approval on the economy is now underwater. On the economy. Yeah. 42% approve, 50%. 50% disapprove on yeah. the economy. Big. That's a big deal. Yes. That's a big fucking deal. It is. Deal. Yep. It is. As W.C. Fields uh, would say, how unfortunate. <laughs> or as Bobby De Niro would say. Fuck him. Thank you. Yeah. those Both of those apply. Yeah. And by the way, I, I feel the need to thank him every single time because I can't even imagine being in Robert De Niro's mentions right now on Twitter or, for that matter, Mark <laughs> Hamill's mentions right yeah. now on or, Twitter. Or Eric Idle, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> the amount of flaming going on from the Red Hats in those mentions yeah, are, yeah. are staggering. So we do have to... Uh, salute our uh, our celebrity we brethren and all of this. Our, our trench mates from the celebrity I, class. I don't know about you, but I feel like we've uh, given people reason for hope today. I, I feel like we hopefully we've cheered people up. Yeah, I, I think there's good. I think there's good reason to think so. Well, I, I frankly, I mean, we're not through this yet. The Trump is still president. There's still a Trump I crisis, know. but I know I feel like a, a bit of weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I mean, oh, that's my yeah. personal point of view. Yeah, I think we we all feel better, and yeah. I, I think there's more to feel better about as each day passes. As frightening as it all is, it's like a roller coaster. Yeah. Hang on time. Yeah. Well, the thing is that he's such a dick. I mean, the Schadenfreude <laughs> alone is yeah, beautiful yeah. because. Because you want bullies and assholes to receive their comeuppance. And this is You want karma. Yeah, you want karma to work. Karma. Exactly, exactly. exactly. All right. 
Thursday, coming up Thursday, you're going to want to tune in for Buzz Burbank News and Comment at buzzburbank.com, also realmnetwork.com, and everywhere you get your podcast because it is going to be, I'm sure, nine hours long. Is that how much you're planning for <laughs> well, Thursday? Well, that's, that's what we've been promising people. But the first, the first hour will be dad jokes. I'm just warning you. <laughs> There you go. Oh, also, by the way, make sure to listen to Start Me Up podcast with Kimberly A. Johnson. It's got Joe Walsh yeah. tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Make, meanwhile, sexyliberal.com. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Okay, I got to do this again. I just want to tell you about a great podcast, The Election Ride Home. Someone is going to challenge Donald Trump for the White House, and The Election Ride Home is a podcast dedicated to figuring out who that someone or maybe even multiple someones will end up being. Every day at 5 p.m. Eastern, veteran journalist and This American Life contributor Chris Higgins catches you up on what happened on the campaign trail. Who's up, who's down, what issues are getting traction, and what do the polls say? It's a five to, to 15 to 20-minute show that keeps track of all the latest and summarizes it so you don't have to be nervously refreshing your browser 12 times a day. So if you want to catch up on what you missed on your way home, search your podcast app and subscribe to the Election Ride Home podcast. Thank you very much. Okay.